Hello, and welcome to episode seven of the Path to Motherhood podcast. Welcome to the Path to Motherhood podcast. I'm your host, infertility life coach, Sarah Brandell. Join us each week as we walk through navigating your trying to conceive journey. My mission is to share the skills of managing your mind, processing emotions, and living a full life to create a more authentic path to motherhood. Before we get started on today's episode, I wanted to give a little bit of an update. I know last episode, we had gotten our embryo results. We were waiting for our PGT results. It's been an interesting bit of time just because our clinic let us set a transfer date before we knew our PGT testing results, which meant that we started kind of doing the prep stuff for a transfer. You know, that just helped me believe in my clinic's belief that of those four, we were going to have something we were going to be able to transfer at the end of the month. But at the same time, I definitely had moments of doubt of like, if we're going to start these meds and start this prep process, and then I'm going to end up with four abnormal embryos and not even be able to transfer anything. So I'd be lying if I didn't say that that was happening from time to time. But for the most part, just because they were so confident in being able to set a transfer, that helped me be more confident in it. So that's kind of what we've been up to. We've started some meds in that process of prepping for the end of the month. And we've just been waiting for our results. And we got the call with our results. And I will preface this by saying that they were great news, but at the same time, it was annoying. So again, we had four embryos sent off for testing. I know testing cost varies from state to state and clinic to clinic and lab to lab that you do your testing with. But for our situation, our testing between the biopsies and then actually running the testing was five grand, right? Like 5,000 additional dollars spent that we didn't absolutely have to do. And so we spent that money and then we got our results that two of the embryos are normal, which is amazing. We are so grateful. And then the other two are inconclusive. So meaning that they either didn't have enough DNA data or like the lab didn't process properly. So we just weren't able to get full results on the other two. So I know I've had a lot of you reach out on Instagram and ask, are you guys going to do further testing on those two? And we don't plan to. We just don't want to risk thawing them out to do another biopsy to send it off for more testing. We just don't think that that's the best idea. So We're just treating it as if we have two tested normal embryos and two untested embryos. So yeah, so again, great news. But when you spend that much money, you would like for your report to give you the full results, which is a big bummer, but that's what we're dealing with. So now we continue with the prep process for the transfer, um, which I know I've spoke to before. It's just kind of surreal to be getting to that point, especially just like the last four months, like since our last unsuccessful IUI cycle, it's been months of waiting, months of going through retrieval, of more waiting to now be at this point where we're about to actually transfer an embryo. It's just, I don't know, it's just surreal and exciting. And yeah, just been living in the emotions of that. So I plan to probably maybe next month as we kind of wrap out our first cycle of IVF, do like a whole episode all about that. But I just wanted to give you guys a little bit of an update at the beginning of this episode. Again, if you ever want to hear more details about it, I'm always sharing stories, posts, and even videos of like the meds and such 
on Instagram at Sarah Brandel. Come follow along and let me know your questions. I'm, I'm here to help you, to support you. So reach out to me and let me know what you're thinking. And with that, we will get into the episode. Today, I want to talk about the background noise. So I'm not quite sure what I'm going to call this episode, but what I want to cover today are those elephant in the room topics. Those fears or those thoughts that you carry around in your day to day, but don't necessarily give them a bunch of airtime. Sometimes I call these like your secret fears or unmade decisions. It really depends, but they're the things that are creating background emotional drama in your life. So they're causing you to carry around anxiety, fear, doubt, worry, stress, and you maybe don't even realize why you're carrying it, right? Like sometimes I'll talk to women and you will say, I just feel anxious. Like, I can't tell you why. Like, there's not one reason why I feel anxious today. I just feel like I'm carrying anxiety throughout the day with me. And when we really dig deep and get into it, they have this huge pile of these like unmade decisions, these worries and these fears and these thoughts that they're carrying in like their subconscious. They're not really realizing that they're there. They're avoiding thinking about them. They're ignoring them. And they're creating so much wasted energy. We don't even realize that it's happening, but it's an exhausting thing. So let me give you some examples. Some of the common ones I hear is maybe if you have a thought like, what if this never works? The what ifs, that's a common phrase you'll hear with this background emotional load. So what if the surgery that I'm about to do doesn't improve my fertility? What if this treatment protocol that I just decided to go on doesn't actually help? We intentionally don't think about these thoughts because our brain knows it would be uncomfortable to do it, right? We've talked about our brain is trained to avoid pain. So intentionally thinking about these thoughts would be a terrible idea, right? It doesn't want to do that. So we think, okay, if I avoid thinking about them, if I don't think about them, then I can just hold off on that, not worry about that, not create that drama, and then I can move on. But actually what this does, what we don't realize is this causes us a bunch of emotional energy and causes us to consume all that emotional energy on a regular basis. So instead of like processing that, going through that analysis of those thoughts, instead we're just going to end up carrying all of the stress, the fear, the what if energy, the anxiety that comes from those thoughts. And we don't even have it top of mind. So this is why I call it like the background noise. I think about it like the white noise machine. Like it's there, it's creating this negative energy. It's creating this uncomfortableness. But in any given moment, if I ask you, what is it that's causing it? You wouldn't be able to really clearly identify, oh, it's this. This is what's causing it. I'm thinking this way and it's creating this energy. But rather it's just this uncomfortableness that you're carrying and it's just bogging you down, it's exhausting you, it's making it hard to take the next steps in your journey, and you really don't know why it's even there. So like I said, some women experience this. Literally, I've talked to some of you, like I call it like a suitcase, right? You have this anxiety suitcase, you wake up in the morning, it's sitting there right with you, and you have to carry it with you throughout the day. Sometimes it feels heavier, sometimes it feels lighter. You don't know exactly what caused the suitcase to be there, but it's just there and you have to carry it around with you and it feels like an emotional load that's exhausting you. So today I want to talk about opening that suitcase up, really identifying where is it coming from? What's creating all of that for you? Rather than 
saying, you know what, I'm going to push this away. Not today. I don't need to think about that right now. I'll think about that later. Let's actually get into it. Let's play it out. So rather than pushing it away, sometimes the answer is to say, okay, brain, I know that you're worried that opening this suitcase is going to be uncomfortable, but I think it's actually a better idea to play it out. This is what we're worried about. Let's dig in and see if we can kind of release some of this load. So if it is the what ifs, how would I manage, right? How would I survive if it never worked? If this surgery didn't improve things, if this treatment protocol didn't work, show your brain proof that it will be okay. I always use the phrase to have your own back because if you can remind your brain, yes, brain, I know you're afraid of this or this or this happening, but remember, even if it were to happen, I would have my own back. It allows you to relax a little bit to it, to be less afraid of that what if, because you know, even if it were to happen, of course we wish it didn't, but even if it were to happen, you would be okay. And what I would offer is that these secret fears, these kind of elephants in the room, they don't have to only be about failure. A one I hear commonly is something along the lines of deciding, making decisions about things. So I wonder if I need to change my diet to improve my fertility. It might just be this kind of lingering thought that you have, you've thought about before. It's not super top of mind, but you're carrying stress about it. You briefly think about it when you have a meal of like, oh, I really should think about that. But you're not actually making a decision. You're not playing it out. And so you're carrying the drama around. You're carrying the stress of that unmade decision around with you. It is this background anxiety and you just kind of let it be there. But there is space to calm that down where you can sit down and say, I wonder if my diet is impacting my fertility. What if I could make a change? Would that be beneficial? Is that worth considering? You could take time to think it through, get really clear, journal about it, talk with a coach, talk with your medical provider, assess where am I right now with my nutrition, where would I like to be, and then armed with that information, make a decision. Then you can drop the weight of the guilt and the drama and the shame and move forward. So if you're doing this, if you're sitting with an unmade decision, no judgment for where you are, no judgment for how you're eating, no judgment for how you're moving your body, no judgment for where you are on your treatment protocol. Just assess where you are and then make decisions. Nope, you know what? I think this is the best path for me. Or actually, I think I'd like to make a few adjustments. Or I really need to change things up pretty significantly here. All those could be good decisions. It depends on your situation and what's right for you, but that's a decision, a decision made, a commitment. So rather than allowing it to be this unmade lingering decision that's causing you drama and stress, let's clarify, let's make the decision and let's move on. And this will allow you to eliminate some of that background noise. Something I will mention here before we move on is sometimes it feels like, oh, if I make a decision, I can never change my mind. And that is not the case. You can make the decision that's best for you right now in this moment, and then you can reassess. So I'll give you an example of an unmade decision that gave me a lot of anxiety earlier this year. There was a medication that was being recommended for my treatment protocol that ideally would help with implantation success, but likely would actually worsen some of my hormonal imbalances that are at the root of why I have infertility. 
And so I had a lot of drama around, do I take the medication to improve implantation or do I not take the medication and risk impacting my hormones? And it was causing me a lot of stress. It was causing me a lot of anxiety. I actually was on a coaching call and my coach said, what's going on? I can tell something's bothering you and brought it up and we talked through it there. And it was this unmade decision that I was carrying around. It honestly wasn't super top of mind, but I just knew it was there in the background causing me drama. We brought it up and we talked about it. And we talked about the options of taking the medication or not taking the medication. And in the end, I committed, I decided for the next cycle, I'm going to take the medication. And then at the end of that cycle, I can reassess. Am I going to continue with this medication or am I deciding to not take it for the next cycle? So your decision isn't a permanent thing that can never change. Don't feel like that. But your decision allows you to drop the drama around an unmade decision. One of my mentors, Brig Johnson, she relates this to like those situations. So imagine you're laying in your bed at night, it's dark, and all of a sudden you hear a noise, right? And you're thinking, what was that? Where was that? Should I check on that? Is there someone here? Did something happen? What's going on? I wonder what that is. Nah, it's nothing. I should just go back to bed. What was that? I'm not sure, right? That drama, that stress just floating around in your head when all you need to do is to get up, turn the light on, shine the light on the situation and address it for what it is. Maybe it's a big deal, right? Maybe it's a intruder in the house. You've got a animal in the house or something and you need to address it. You need to build yourself a support system, a team, and address the situation. Or maybe it's no big deal. Maybe a hanger just fell off and you can laugh about it and you can move on. So rather spending the next three hours laying in bed questioning what was that noise and feeling anxious, let's get up, let's shine some light on that secret fear, that unmade decision, and get clear about what it is and handle it and allow yourself to drop out of so much stress from that situation. So another example maybe could be you've made a decision about what your next steps are on your journey, and you're worried about what other people are going to think about that decision. So rather than like questioning or judging yourself for even having that thought, play it out. Say, okay, I've decided to go this direction. If they don't like it, so what? Does that matter? Do I care what they think? Hi there. I'm popping into the episode because I want to make sure you know about a free resource to help you with your next two-week wait. If you're like me, every time the two-week wait comes up, it can be a really stressful time. I created a free resource as I have gone through my two-week waits to guide you and kind of support you through the days of that process. The workbook comes with daily readings, daily journal prompts, and meditations to support you as you navigate your next two-week wait. Make sure to download your copy at sarahbrandell.com slash two-week wait. T-W-O-W-E-E-K-W-A-I-T. I can't wait to hear what you think. If it's not your partner, then, you know, honestly, really question, does it matter what they think about my decision, right? 
you know, this could go in so many ways. You could say, I'm deciding to commit to another year of no medicated cycles and just trying to conceive naturally and trying it out. And maybe you're doing some things along the way to try to improve your outcomes. And you have people around us are saying, you know what, IVF is a for sure thing. Why aren't you doing it? You could be so much closer to a baby by now if you would just do that. And you have to decide, did I make this decision to go this route and it was the best decision for me? If so, does it matter if someone else around me disagrees? No. And that's okay for them to disagree. And you can remind them that's a great option for you, but that's not for me. And move on and drop the stress and the worry about what are they thinking. A lot of times when I work with you guys one-on-one and we talk through things, we realize that there are all these secret fears, these unmade decisions, but if we really get closer to making those decisions and playing out those secret fears, there typically is an underlying secret fear. And most of the time, it comes back to something along the lines of what if I do all of these things, I go through this whole process, and it never works. What I want to mention is if you are constantly worried, stressed about what if this never works out, stressing about it and worrying about it and carrying the weight of it might never work out, that is affecting how you are showing up. That is deciding how you take your next step. That is deciding how you make your next decision or if you don't make that decision and why you're carrying so many unmade decisions. If you are holding on to what if it never works, then when you tell yourself, I really want to make some adjustments in my nutrition, maybe deep down you want to, but you're not actually doing it because you're carrying around the negativity of what if it never works. This isn't even worth it. Why would I change my diet? What a waste of time the screw it mentality. These thoughts may not be on the top surface on the day-to-day, but if you have this underlying fear of what if this never works, that's making all of your decisions and deciding how you show up, those thoughts are creating your path. They are creating the steps that you take. They're creating how you show up. This is why addressing those thoughts matters so much. This is why we need to work through these and really dig into these thoughts rather than push them away or ignore them. It is way more beneficial to hear them out, to say, yes, if this doesn't work out, I will be devastated, but I won't regret all that I did to show up in belief in what I thought was possible. I believed in growing my family. I poured my heart and soul and time and money and effort to make it happen. I would be proud of the journey that we took. If it didn't get us the result that we were looking for, I would be grateful that I went through the experience to put myself out there for the potential, and I would be okay processing the grief. No, I don't want to. No, I don't want to have to do that. No, I don't want to go through that experience. Yes, I want to avoid that. But I would rather risk that happening than just take it away from myself from the beginning and never try. I know that if that is my story, I will be okay. I will have my own back. This is where we can move forward. This is where we can understand that, hey, maybe this is not the decision for me right now in this moment to move on to fostering or to adopting or growing my family in another way. 
But maybe, just maybe, if I show up in belief and put myself out there and make decisions that I believe in and create the journey that I'm willing to create towards building a family and we were not successful, maybe then I will be ready to consider other options to creating this family. I'm not saying you definitely will. I'm just offering that that could be a potential, right? We've talked about being so attached to how it looks that our family is going to grow. And the truth is we don't know how it's going to look. But you can see how carrying that negative, negative energy of what if this never works out and all of the fear that kind of spider webs out of that thought and just not addressing it and allowing it to just be there constantly and just kind of be underlying everything that you do, it is impacting how you show up. So instead, allow it to be there. Play out that fear. Get honest with yourself. Sit down, journal about this. Ask yourself, if that were the case, would I be okay? Would I have my own back? Would I take care of myself? Would I survive? And I'm here to promise you that you will. You will. And only then when you're willing to risk that outcome, that is when you can put yourself out there to have the biggest joys. That is part of going after this, is being vulnerable, of risking yourself, risking your dream. That is part of the process. But once you bring clarity to this, once you really get familiar with this, once you really understand where you're coming from, this is going to allow you to drop so many of those background secret fears. It's going to allow you to drop so many of those unmade decisions, make those decisions and move on with confidence and drop so much of that negativity, right? Yeah, it would be terrible, of course. I don't want that outcome to happen, but if it does, I will have my own back. And for now, I can put that fear down. I can literally take that suitcase, take it out of my bed, and set it down because I've addressed it. I know why I'm worried about that, and I understand it, and thank you, brain, for bringing it to my attention, but you know what? If that were to happen, I'll be able to handle it. So for now, I'm going to lay that suitcase down and I'm going to get back up and I'm going to go through this journey and I'm going to go through my day to day without constantly stressing over this in the background. And now from this space, I have so much more space to hold on to. But what if it does? What if it does work? What if this is the cycle? What if this is the one that leads to our next child? Giving equal airtime, not just to all the negativity and the worry and the fear, but giving equal airtime to possibility, right? Go back to the episode on possibility. Being able to believe it is possible for you to have this dream. Not being completely consumed by fear, but allowing room in your day-to-day for the joy of possibility. So what I'd like to encourage you to do is I want you to take some time. I want you to sit down and I really want you to identify what is that background emotion for you? For me, it's no surprise, it's anxiety. For some of you, that might not be yours. It might be doubt, it might be worry, it might be sadness. It could be a lot of different things, but really identify what's that background negative energy type of emotion that you just kind of seem to be carrying around all the time and get really clear on why, what thoughts, what decisions unmade are causing you to carry that emotion around 
And what do you need to get dig deeper on? What do you need to address more? I'd love to hear what you guys think about this comment. Message me. But also, if you're going to do this work and you come up with some of these concepts and you need to talk it through with someone, reach out. Let's talk about working one-on-one together. I can help you do this work. Hey there, Inspired Mama. If you enjoyed this show, I want to invite you to leave a review in your podcast player. This helps to share the message with so many more women just like you. Also, if you know of another hopeful mama on her path to motherhood, please share this episode with her. I would love to get this into the ears of anyone who needs to hear it. If you are ready to step this work up and not only learn these tools, but to apply them to your unique story, head to the link in the show notes to apply for a free consult call. I would be honored to help you.